Hello and welcome to episode 7 of How to Become a Pro Wrestler. This week we're going to be talking about um, a question I get asked a lot, which is when should I start training? And that applies to uh, lots of different people for lots of different reasons. Some people ask when should I start training in terms of age, as in am I too young, am I too old? Some people ask about when should I start training in terms of fitness level, uh, such as, you know, people want to know, do I go to the gym and get ripped or do I start training or do I just get straight into it? You know, there's different uh, methodologies when it comes to that, but let's tackle age first. So... I'm going to start with the I'm going to start on the older side of things. Am I too old to start training? Uh, we've covered this in brief detail in previous podcasts, but to be honest, um, I would not like to put an upper limit on age on when to start pro wrestling. I think you have to be sensible and realize that I think one of the key misconceptions about wrestling is when people look at pro wrestling, they think that oh, it's like a big trampoline guarantee when you take that first bump it is going to feel like a car crash because it's not a bouncy castle it is basically steel girders uh reinforced with wood and then a small piece of padding and then canvas over the top so what i'm saying is maybe best not to do it if you're you know 100 years old and have severe back problems but does that mean that you can't be in the pro wrestling business no you could be a manager you could be a promoter you could be a referee you could be a valet there's so many things that you could do but that being said nowadays it's like 50s the new 30 you know so again like you look at somebody like david arquette who's you know coming back into the business now why can't he be a star in today's era there's there's no reason why not as long as you're fit and healthy i don't really want to put an upper age limit on telling people when they can and can't train i don't think age is really what you look out for i think it's kind of you know it's about taking care of yourself and being smart about that. So we've got the age side of things discussed there. Again, you know you know the stories. The one I used to look at, I, I, we all do it when we're pro wrestling fans. We go on Wikipedia and we go, how old was this person when they did this? How old? Oh, man, they, they, they were world champion by this age. Ah, you know, DDP is always the example. He started, you know, in the business late on, but I think he didn't start actually wrestling uh, regularly until he was about 35 and he became a multiple time world champion so there you go and that was back then when we knew way less about you know yoga and looking after your body and nutrition and uh, proper diet and training and things like that so with the advances that we've got now um, you know I think you could push that even further so to be honest with you I think you know there's there's exceptions to every rule but I wouldn't like to put an upper age limit on I wouldn't I would encourage people to do uh, what they want to do. And also, I'll give you an example. Johnny Saint, who, uh, you know, British wrestling legend, who, you know, was just an, an amazing, it still is an amazing technician. And the reason I say still is, is because I did seminars with him a few years ago when he hoisted me up on his shoulders, you know, and threw me off with, with ease, you know, and he's still got a spring in his step. So Johnny Saint, and, you know, at his age is still he can still go when he takes you down you're going down so again it's best not to put 
an upper age limit per se on it. If the professional wrestling is something that you really want to do, um, again, this is where it comes back to the first episode, which is find a reputable training school. Because if you've got a trainer who really knows what they're doing, they're not going to put you in a situation where you're going to get hurt. Whereas if you go to, you know, it might be your local schooler or whatever, just because it's close to you and they're wanting you to take tombstone pile drivers on your first day and chops is the first lesson, then you're probably not in the right place. Um, so again, it, all of this really comes down to being smart about choosing your training school. And we've spoken about this before, but I'll summarize it for you. Basically, look for somewhere where the trainer has actually achieved great things themselves and or produce talents who have achieved great things as well. There are cases, of course, where you get amazing wrestlers who aren't good teachers. You get great teachers who haven't done as much in the pro wrestling business. And there's examples on, on both sides. I'm just going to fix this mic, so just uh, bear with me a second. Um, please bear with the interference here. This mic is just falling off the clip that we've got for it so I'm just uh, setting it back there we go good to go um, so I'll give you an example and um, someone who's known for being a trainer more than a professional wrestler is Danny Cage but if you look at his um, resume he's trained Matt Riddle uh, I think he trained Steve Cutler as well there he's got about five people who are signed right now to major organizations so again the monster factory if you're anywhere near that that would be a recommendation for me you know so if you if you live in america we've done a lot of talking about british wrestling schools but that's what i would say you know that would be a recommend a recommendation of mine in the states but there's so many amazing schools but there you go there's the there's the things to look out for so again uh, in terms of when should I start training in terms of fitness again different people have different mentalities to this um Again, mentioning Danny Cage there, I th as, as far as I know, his mentality, and I do, to be honest with you, I think, in my opinion, he's one of the trainers that I respect the most because of his work ethic towards training. And he tends to come out from an angle of, you know what, let's just get down here, let's just get you through the door, and let's just get going, and let's get you fit using wrestling. And to be honest with you, that is, that is quite hard to disagree with because everyone has great intentions of, oh, I'm going to get in shape and blah, 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 and then I'm going to start wrestling wrestling, which is all great and well if you're a very disciplined person to do that, but chances are you might not be the most disciplined person, which is perhaps, you know, that might be one of the reasons why you haven't got stuck into wrestling so far. So if you give yourself the, the, the not excuse, but the space to go, well, I'm not going to do it until this, you might be in danger of putting it off even longer. Whereas when you get when you, whereas when you just start training and you get into it, the pressure of your peers will probably be greater than the pressure that was in your own mind to achieve your own goals. And I mean that in a positive way. If your peers are achieving things, then you're going to be achieving things as well. So um, it's that thing. Again, when I was at university, I had no business getting the grades that I did, but I actually managed to scrape a first class degree, not because I was a scholar, but because I hung around with people who were just winners and they knew what the hell they were doing. And it rubbed off on me to a certain extent. The same goes for professional wrestling as well. If you're surrounded by amazing talents, the likelihood is you're going to get pretty good. But let's take that down to the training school level, which is basically if you're in a training school where everybody else is working hard, everybody else is in shape, everybody's working on their promos, chances are that's going to push you further than it would with just you in your own head sitting in your room. So I tend to agree with that, right? Yes, you're going to need a basic level of fitness because like where I trained at, we've said this before, I trained, uh, sorry, I'm just going to uh, get rid of uh, one of the comments there. We do get uh, some abusive people in the comments from time to time. 
bear with me one second, folks. But uh, fair enough. Whatever makes someone's day. Um, yeah, sorry, I just have to kind of moderate the comments as I go here. Uh, we are live on Twitch right now. Um, but basically, um, so to answer some of the questions on the Twitch that I'm looking at, um, and Sean's asking, yes, Sean, if you could moderate the comments, that'd be awesome. Um, if you're able to do so, that'd be great. Just go for it. Um, so basically, I'm looking at people asking me where I trained. I trained at Source Wrestling School. Um, and again, I, I came through at the same time. Well, obviously, they'd started before me, but from that school, you got, you know, the Coffee Brothers, Jackie Polo, you got Viper, uh, Lewis Gervin, myself, Nikki Cross, Demo, you know, at AKA Killian Dane. So, you know, I'd looked at the seminars there and we'd had, you know, the likes of Finn Balor and John Laurinaitis and stuff like that. So, again, look at the seminars of the places that you're going to. But just to get back to where I was, yeah. Chances are you probably want to just get training, but you do need that basic, uh, that basic level of of fitness. So I do think that you should get to, I do think you should get to a point where you're able to. Um, sorry, bear with me one second. I do think you should get to a point where you're able to perform basic fitness functions. So for example, if you look at some of the drills that pro wrestlers do, and if that just seems like something you couldn't possibly imagine yourself doing, then maybe you want to take a month and you maybe just want to go and do some light cardio, you know, a few times a week just to get yourself prepared. But if you're like myself, I find that sometimes trial by fire is the best way to do it. You just want to get stuck right in. And to be honest, that is the quickest way to do it. So to summarize it best, I think what you want to do is just get going. That would be my advice. But what I do want to do is I want to talk about the other end of the scale, which is when people say, you know, what age should you start training? When is too young? And basically, I'll give you an example. At shows, I had I had this guy come up who goes, oh, yeah, my, my, my daughter wants to be a pro wrestler, so I'm training her, you know. Uh, I'm training my daughter, and I've never heard of this guy. I've never heard of the training school he was talking about, but he's going, I'm, I'm training my daughter to wrestle. And I'm like, uh, how, how, old, how old is she? And it's like, she was like 10 or something like that. And, you know, you don't want to just stand there and go, well, you know, how about let's not put your kid through some what could be permanent damage by what's likely going to be improper teaching and, you know, just something that the kid shouldn't be doing at that age. You don't want to be that rude, but I did have to kind of be direct and say, you know, I, I don't really think this is a good idea. And the reason I don't think it's a good idea to for kids to train pro wrestling at that age is because, you know, the human body isn't built for bumping as it is, let alone a child, you know what I mean? So, and also, there, life, is, life is short, but life is long as well, okay? So, it's like, you don't necessarily need to rush into these things. The thing you got to understand is if you get into pro wrestling at 10 years old, right, you're going to be surrounded by pro wrestling culture from that age and that's going to be your life and you're going to be the pro wrestler. Well, guess what? There's thousands of other pro wrestlers out there. Who are you? Well, I'm the pro wrestler and I'm really good at pro wrestling, which is fine. You can have one or two of those. But what happens when they've got a roster full of those and go, okay, so we need something a little bit different. So I'll give you myself as an example because I was, uh, as I say, we've talked about this before, a failed musician, if you will. That's what I built my gimmick on was the music side of things because I had skills from that area. 
area. I had also done judo before, you know, I got into amateur wrestling when I was in pro wrestling and I've been able to use these things to build a gimmick around. And if you speak to people, it's often the things that you do outside of wrestling that help to build your gimmick around. You don't need to rush into it at 10 or 12 or 14 or whatever. Uh, You know, I think you should go out and get some life experience because getting life experience outside of the wrestling business is going to give you the foundation that you need to, is going to give you the foundation that you need to build a gimmick gimmick around or a character around. I'm just looking at the comments and someone said, uh, I believe Pete Dunne was 12 when he started training. Well, here's the thing. Remember when I said you can get one or two of those folk who are really good at pro wrestling? That's Pete Dunne. He is in that 0.1%. I've wrestled Pete Dunne. I know how good he is. He's in that absolute upper tier. He's one of those guys that you wrestle and you go, oh my God, this person is just on another level. Again, if that's going to be for that tiny percentage of people. But that's not going to apply to everyone. That certainly didn't apply to me. Things, you know, again, that, like I say, there's an exception to every rule. And he may have different opinions on on the pathway to take. But for me, I'm just giving you Joe Hendry's perspective. And again, who am I to give out advice? But I'm just saying I've wrestled thousands of people, not maybe hundreds of people, and Pete Dunne is in that absolute top 1%. So that necessarily isn't going to relate to the people that I'm speaking to right now. Um, just And again, just in my opinion, I, th- I think if you do start wrestling at that age, you are kind of putting yourself at risk. But as I said, there's an exception to every rule. So at the end of the day, you've got to make your own decisions. But what I will say is, what I will say is, I'm not going to tell anyone, if you get to, like in the UK, for example, when you're 16, you're basically classed as an adult. You know, you can serve in the military, you can pay taxes. So who am I to tell you not to bump around in a ring? So people ask me, when should I start training? Personally, I think 16 is a good age. 16 is a good age. If it's your passion and you know that's exactly what you want to do with your life and you want to get into it, go for it at 16. But with an asterisk, what I would say is do not neglect your other hobbies and passions and things like that. Because like I say, these are the things that you're going to be able to draw from as well as your experience in pro wrestling. I'm just keen for people to balance those things. And as brought up in the comments, yes, there are exceptions to the rule. But for me, you're going to, my advice would be to wait until you're at least 16. I started when I was approaching 25. It was not a problem for me. It has never been a problem for me. In fact, I think I, I think personally, I think I would have been less successful had I got into pro wrestling at 16 or something like that. But that's just my life path because I think I would have messed up for myself. I would have been saying stupid stuff. I would have been too big headed. I wouldn't have put in enough work. I wouldn't have been mature enough. And I'm not saying that, you know, person X, Y, or Z, they might be completely different and focused in the correct way. But for me, I had to go out there. I had to, you know, make an ass of myself. I had to really mature and I had to really learn before I got into pro wrestling, you know? So that's just how it worked for me. So like I say, just to summarize the age side of things, like I say, is there an upper tier for age? Again, someone's just brought it up in the comments. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no, if you're fit and healthy, there's no reason why not. I remember when I was starting training, like my dad uh, 
chummed me along to one of my training sessions. I don't know if people know that word. Chum is like an Edinburgh word. It means to uh, accompany. So my dad took me to like one of my first wrestling training sessions. I could see him thinking, oh, I might want to give this a shot. And at the time, I was like, you know, probably like mortified. But now, you know, I thought maybe it would have been cool if my dad became a pro wrestler. Who knows, you know? And he's like in his 60s now. And I'm not suggesting, again, that pensioners go around bumping all over the place. But I'm just saying I don't want to put an upper tier age limit on it because as you say age is just a number at this point and as brought up in the comments right there look at ddp he was 35 when he started so there we go age is just an excuse just do it just get in there get involved and if the the if the in-ring stuff isn't uh isn't working for you and working for your body then you know what there's so many other things that you can do my advice is just get involved on the lower age of things again i think that you should probably wait until you're 16 that would be my advice Again, there's exceptions to the rule, but I would never recommend someone to start training before 16. That's just my opinion. I may be wrong, but that is just my opinion, and I've given my reasons for do for doing so. We don't need to go back and do it all again. But again, the fitness side of things. So like we said, the drills are pretty brutal, and some people will want to get stuck it right stuck in and go, you know what, this is my life now. I'm going to get into it. But what about the people who are listening to this who go, you know what, Joe? I don't want to get stuck in right away. I want to show up and be at least capable to do some of these things. How how would I do that? Well, here's how. I'm going to tell you kind of what I did. Quick sip of coffee for me there. So if you're like myself, I was kind of in my mid-20s and my goal was, I had goals right from the start. I wanted to get in there. I wanted to make an impact immediately. And I wanted people to go, right, that guy is going somewhere. He's got something. So I started my weight training for probably decent weight training for about three months before I got into pro wrestling and really dedicated myself. So when I showed up, I was in half decent shape. That's what I did. Three months of weight training. Now, this is what I'm going to do though. I'm not going to give you a weight training program right now. And the reason is, is because I'm not in great shape right now. But if you watched ICW Square go at the weekend, you will see, you will have seen a difference in my physique, a significant difference in my physique, because I've been lifting like a beast and my diet has been on point. And I've been, you know, obviously you have a cheat meal here and there, but I've been really very dedicated. But when I'm in what I would consider to be good shape for a pro wrestler, or even great shape, that's when I'm going to tell you about, you know, what, here's my diet, and here's my exercise plan, and all that, because if you look at my body right now, again, I go to, you know, people at the top of the industry, and go, what are they doing, you don't take a look at me, and think, well, Joe Hendry's the most ripped wrestler I've ever seen, so I'm going to listen to him right now on his diet and exercise tips, but what I am saying is in a few months time, I do think that I will be in good enough shape to be, uh, departing advice uh, about fitness and exercise and stuff like that. So we will do a podcast on, you know, physical training and strength training outside of the pro wrestling gym and what you can be doing to prepare yourself. Uh, like I say, in a few months when I'm in the type of shape that I feel um, that I can be passing out advice. Um, so I'm looking at the comments now. Um, I'm just looking at that, and I'll, I will try and get to as many as I can. Um, a lot of positive comments. Thank you to those who are checking out the podcast. So, um, yes, but here's what I'm going to talk about. So, I've said to you, wait until wait until you're 16, because I realize some people listening to this won't be 16. They're going, well, that's all fine and well, Joe. Wait until I'm 16. Well, what do I do until then? Or maybe, 
okay, Joe, I want to start pro wrestling, but I'm not in the shape that I want to be in right now. I don't want to embarrass myself. I don't want to do X, Y, and Z. What do I do? Here's what I tell people. And this is what I tell people when they go, oh, I've got a kid that wants to be a pro wrestler and they're eight years old or 10 years old or 12, 13, 14, 15, right? This is what I tell them. The possibly one of the best piece of, one of the biggest pieces of advice I could give you right now is get into a sport. Get into a sport because the things that you're going to learn from that sport are not only going to propel you, propel you in professional wrestling, but they're also going to prepare you for life. You know, I look at kids that are doing amateur wrestling and it doesn't matter whether they win or lose. It really doesn't because you watch them and I, I see, I got these competitions and we obviously like I've got in my category, but earlier in the day you see the kids wrestle and these kids are like seven and eight and you know, it goes all the way up and I'm watching them and I'm thinking, these kids are just badasses you know like this what they're going through on that mat right now is more difficult than anything that you know work life or pro wrestling life could ever throw at them and if they can get used to that now then imagine how successful they're going to be so when parents come to me and they say i've got a kid who wants to be a pro wrestler what i say is get into a sport ideally a combat sport again with, a, with an element of safety. With it. So I would recommend grappling sports. I would not recommend a striking sport for a young for young people. I think, you know, we, we know enough now about uh, head trauma to know that that's probably not a great idea for kids. Um, you know, I understand like boxing training if they're not sparring and stuff like that. But I just, you know, I wouldn't ever advocate, you know, go and get punched in the face. What I would say, though, is grappling is just, I... I'm so thankful for all the time that I spent grappling. It's been so helpful to me. Um, so much so that one of the uh, soundproofing panels just fell off the wall there. But there you go. It's live. What are we going to do? So um, for myself, I would recommend amateur wrestling. I did judo when I was at school. And I feel that that really helped me in adult life. I think jiu-jitsu is very powerful. That I would I would say there's certain martial arts you need to avoid because they're, they're just rubbish. Like... Krav Maga, for example, that is just nonsense. And anyone that tells you otherwise, I hate to tell you, you're wrong. Uh, Krav Maga is utter nonsense and will do nothing for you in a real fight. Uh, it's just, it's one of these kind of fake martial arts. Like, I literally, I was, I used to train at the Edinburgh Club. I was, uh, th that's where like the Olympic judo team trained. And I'm not saying I was that great at judo. Uh, I did get my black belt, but I was basically the the jobber of the Edinburgh club I got thrown about the place but the guy who was like the head of Scottish Krav Maga held a class in the same building and he asked to like spar me one time and he was going to like embarrass me in front of uh, all of his trainees if you will and I whooped him right and I was like the Edinburgh club jobber now I know these guys were going to the Olympics and all that so you know a jobber to, to them is probably like pretty decent by, by all other standards because they were literally, I was like getting whooped by Olympians, but I was not even really competing at that age and I, I was able to comfortably defeat the top guy in Krav Maga in Scotland without issue. And if you're meant to be like the best in your martial art, you know, that probably shows how ineffective that martial art is. What I'm saying, folks, is go to martial arts where they actually have a 
proven rate of success. I think judo's a little tougher tougher nowadays because they've outlawed the double leg takedown. But if you look at it, compared it to UFC, like have we had a UFC champion based on a judo foundation? Yeah, we have. Sure, it's not as effective as wrestling, but you've got Ronda Rousey, one of the most successful champions of all time, grounded in, in judo. You've got, obviously, you know how effective jiu-jitsu is, you know how effective wrestling is. If you pick up one of these sports, this is not only going to prepare you physically and mentally for the challenges ahead, because basically, if you get used to competing, competing is one of the most difficult things that you can possibly do. Um, so if you're going to start, like, people don't understand, like, competing, like, the, the nerves that you have to go through, the emotions that you have to overcome, if you can do that, then trust me, you can get through your first professional wrestling match. Sure, they're different highs and they're different things to deal with, but they're... They're different, but they're similar in a lot of ways as well. So I would advise competing, especially in a sport and ideally in a combat sport, or even let's look at, you know, you know how they say that phrase like, oh, well, it's not ballet. I've always thought that was a terrible comparison because ballet looks absolutely brutal. Like you see what happens to their toes and all that nonsense, but that kind of even dance and gymnastics and things like that, those sports I think would certainly help propel you in professional wrestling you know even things like cheerleading and stuff like that anything that requires like a finesse and coordination and competition just any sport that you can think of from golf to basketball football even like think about rugby basically again be careful with the whole head trauma thing with with rugby but so be smart about it but what i would say to kids before the age of 16 and also to adults who want to get into pro wrestling but are maybe a bit intimidated by their first lesson put it this way right you care about pro wrestling more than anything else. It's your passion. That's why you're watching this, right? So when you go to your first training session, you don't want to make an ass of yourself. It might happen, but, you know, whatever, right? We're all trainees. It, it, it doesn't matter. But you want to try and make a good impression. So, but are you that bothered about being a judo champion or a jiu-jitsu champion or an amateur wrestling champion? Probably not. So wouldn't you rather make an ass of yourself there and before you go to pro wrestling training? The point is, go to these places and just try it out and see how it is because ultimately it doesn't matter whether you're successful or not, but it just gives you a little challenge to overcome and it gives you some experience before you, you get into pro wrestling. And especially if you're a kid, if you've got a background in sport or even, like I say, as an adult, I had a background in judo and I felt that because of that, I advanced very quickly so like i say having a sport especially a combat sport is just a brilliant way to go whether you're a child or whether you're an adult no matter what age you are having a combat sport under your age sorry under your belt uh i'm sorry i'm getting uh, caught up in words there having a combat sport under your belt at any age that is my recommendation that helped me so much with with being confident in pro wrestling and all that sort of stuff so that's again i hope that answers your question with when should i start training and what should i what should i do to get myself into training another thing i want to talk about before um that you start training is you really should have some goals and some ideas of you know why are you wrestling why are you wrestling? It may be for several reasons. It may be because it's a passion of yours and you just want to enjoy your passion. You want to immerse yourself in it. I give you a disclaimer before you do that. And it's this. Right now, this may be the case. It was the case for me. I had a pretty stressful life, right? I still do have a stressful life, but it's a, I, I invite that. It's a good stress. You have to have some stress in your life to be successful because nothing worth having comes easily, right? But 
in my life before wrestling in order to deal with all the things that were happening in my life, pro wrestling was my escape. Now, you need to understand. You remember the Matrix where they go, here's the blue pill and here's the red pill? It's a choice, and it's the same thing when you get into wrestling. When you get into wrestling, you're going to need to accept that this, if you accept this red pill, it's wrestling is no longer going to be your escape. It's not. You're giving that luxury up. You're crossing the barrier from you're you're crossing the barrier from fan to trainee and when you do that this wrestling thing that you go to for an escape from your difficult life it's not going to be an escape anymore because wrestling is going to present its own challenges that you're going to have to deal with so you're going to need to find something else that's going to help you relax like for me pro wrestling used to be used to be my kind of zen moment my go-to and that just helped me wind down and I got lost in it you know because like I said when I was a fan back uh, kind of the latter days of school the rock said what I wanted to say to the school bullies but the problem is when you get to the other side of that barrier whether it be you know in your late teens or when you're an adult it kind of it, it loses something you know like I said you can only see Vince McMahon in person once and that first time, I'll never forget that. The first time I saw Vince McMahon in person. When you see, you'll never, you'll only see Triple H for the first time once. You'll only see Hulk Hogan once. You know, there's certain people that you walk past. Again, like Goldberg. There's, there's certain people who I've met who have just got this crazy presence about them. And you just know when you see them that, well, this is, even if I didn't know who they were, I would know that they were somebody right? But if you're a fan seeing these people for the first time, like I remember as I spoke about it on the last podcast in 2013, when I had my first WWE tryout and I kind of saw these people for the first time, it was like, whoa, it blew my mind. But then you can only have that first time once. And then once that's happened, you know, right, you're in the business now. And so you get, you're not so bothered about getting pictures of people and X, Y, and Z and all this thing, because you you want to be up, up here. You know, you want to be on, the goal is to be on their level. That, that has to be the goal. And if that's the goal, you can't be a fan anymore. Like, you can enjoy it, but you can't behave like a fan anymore. You know what I mean? And that a lot, for a lot of people, that's something they don't want to give up. A lot of people start training and realize that, well, actually, this is a whole lot more difficult than I thought it was going to be. Because a lot of people get into pro wrestling training, right? And uh, you'll see a lot of people, you know, they do these kind of stag do things for where they have a pro wrestling training school come in and learn wrestling and people have a really great time and it's all based around you and it's all fun, it's all a laugh and blah, 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 blah. That's not really representative of what pro wrestling training is like. I think most people that do pro wrestling and the reason that most people quit is because they don't realize how difficult it is and you have to have that deep burning passion for it or it's just not going to work out. So I'm just saying before you get into it, just know that when you cross that barrier, when you leave that fan perspective and you become a trainee, you're really forgoing the right to to use this as like an escape. And it's not, if, if you still can, that's amazing. But for me, I kind of feel like I need to switch off from wrestling to relax. So just, all I'm saying is just know what you're getting yourself into. But as I've said before, you may as well give it a go because you don't want to go to the grave with that regret. Now, I'm just looking at the comments here. So uh, the standing one says, I have three daughters and they want to be wrestlers. Well, two of them they do. They are nine and six. Well, like I say, uh, if that is the case, my advice to you would be let's get them into, into a sport where they can 
develop skill and they can go through kind of they can they can build up their determination and courage and, and skill level sport is the best way to do it because not only right is it not it not only is it going to sorry excuse me not only is it going to prepare them for pro wrestling but it's going to prepare them for life and I, I didn't realize that until i was an adult you know i didn't really do elite sports until I was I didn't get into like amateur wrestling until I was like twenty seven or something nuts like that. But what I realized is sport really teaches you how to deal with all the challenges that life presents. And like I say, those kids who are doing amateur wrestling, when they compete, you know, you see the kids come off the mat and the ones that lose they're in tears, but they've gone through things that most adults wouldn't have the courage to go through in their entire life. So by the time they get to adulthood, they're just they're machines, you know, and they can operate on a level that most people could never understand and if you want to be successful in pro wrestling you have to be able to operate on that elite level especially now it is such a competitive business it's such a competitive industry everyone's good now so you can't just be good you have to be great you have to go in with that intention to be great and you can't you know it's, it's difficult sometimes like you know i'll get down on myself but there are times where i have to go no you are you are good. You can you can do this. You can be world champion. You can do these things, and that's difficult to do, you know. But I think sport, amateur sports, is it's just it's it's a great way to build that up. And there's there's look, you can pick any sport, and I'm sure you're going to find some way that you could look at how that would be beneficial to pro wrestling. You know, I think most sports are likely going to be relevant to that. So. Um, basically what we covered so far. So we've talked about, you know, I feel personally that there is a kind of lower age limit when it comes to pro wrestling training. But again, there's exceptions to the rule. That's just my opinion. I would say hold off until they're 16, you know? And also, again, this is something you got to watch out for. Again, unfortunately, there are, you know, there's wrestling's like any entertainment business. There are some bad people in wrestling who are going to have the intention to take advantage of people. So if, you know, you do allow your kids to get into pro wrestling, even at 16, you kind of need to be on it and see what's happening. Because, again, we've seen it. And time and time again, there are bad people in the industry. Unfortunately, not everyone has the best intentions. So please, if you are going to get your kids into pro wrestling, or if you're going to ignore my advice and get them into it sooner, then then please keep an. You must keep a close eye on on what they're doing, and you must pick, for God's sakes, a reputable training school with trainers who have achieved something themselves and trainers who have produced top level talents that is the way that you're going to give them the best chance of ensuring their success and more importantly their safety okay so that's kind of from a lower limit from from an upper limit no problem at all thanks for uh, commenting on it and like i said i will try and address as many of the comments as i can and um, from an upper limit again if you want to get into wrestling i've said this before and i'll say it again if there was an old guy wrestler and that was the gimmick granddad wrestler or granny wrestler and they were getting over on the indies someone would sign them you know it's that thing i heard a phrase again from someone who is very high up in the business said to me listen see all that that you heard about oh you know won't take this person because they're they're over 30 or they want nonsense they'll take anyone who can make them money you know and that's I, i often think about that that's why i don't worry about my age because my age doesn't matter. I'm 30 years old, you know, so in, you know, in times before, that would have been way too old, 
to go to any of these major companies, but I know I've got confidence in what I'm doing. And, you know, my age doesn't matter. And like I say, we know more about health and diet and exercise. So I may be 30 on a piece of paper, but I certainly, you know, won't feel like I'm 40 when I'm 40 because I'm going to take care of my body and I'm going to do what I need to do to maintain my health, you know, and I'm going to be smart about what I give to pro wrestling, you know? So that's kind of everything that I think I'd like to cover in in terms of, you know, the the age limit and and what you should do before you get into wrestling. What I would say as well is there's certain things, uh, I think a lot of people, I was, was, someone was saying there uh, in the comments, how many pounds do I need to gain to become a pro wrestler? As you see in professional wrestling today, there's never been a better time to be a professional wrestler if you do not fit in to the archetype of what a classic pro wrestler should be. It's almost a disadvantage to look like how uh, an old uh, classic wrestler would look because now, you know, the industry, in my opinion, tends to lean towards a kind of a leaner look. Um, and a more athletic look rather than a bulky look, which is actually good news for everyone because for me personally, I feel a lot healthier at you know 93 kilos than 103 kilos, and that's kind of where my weight will fluctuate between. Probably about 95, 96 kilos just now, but uh, I have to say I feel my healthiest when I'm 93, 92. Uh, when I was doing amateur wrestling, I had to maintain 102, 103 kilograms. Um, so you know just. Again, I did that for amateur wrestling, but now I'm going to go where I feel healthy and I feel lean and I can have better matches. And, you know, I feel I'm having better matches at 95, 96 kilos. That's not me saying you have to be 95 or 96 kilos. Because, again, this is what I say to people as well. Let's look at Grado, for example. If Grado was ripped and jacked, then his gimmick wouldn't work as well as it does. It benefits him to look the way that he does. And that's nothing to do with his weight. Again, if you look at... Um, so, for example, Rey Mysterio and what Rey Mysterio does, if Rey Mysterio was super tall, then it wouldn't be as cool because it's like this this underdog character, you know? And again, there's people of all shapes and sizes now. Niche is king right now. So just, you know, being different is great. So I wouldn't worry about, you know, oh, I need to be this way or I need to be that getting into pro wrestling. What I would say, though, is if you do have a, like, things are going to take time. Like, for me, I've spoken about this before. My choice is I'm getting really, I'm into natural bodybuilding. I've never, you know, taken anything that would be considered, like, a banned substance or anything like that. So it's like, it's, I try and, and look at this from my perspective. And if you're coming at it from that perspective, then basically I accept, for example, that for me to get in shape, it's going to take six months. It's going to take a year. It's not something that's going to happen overnight. And I encourage you not to take short not to take shortcuts, you know, uh, not to put your body at risk. I, I encourage you to do things the natural way, you know, and it is, you get a greater sense of achievement, but it is going to take way longer to get in the shape that you want to be in. But I've got no problem with that. I'm, I've already signed up to the long to the long game. So I know this year, all I'm doing is trying to get in the best shape I can. And the last, sorry, we're coming up to March now. So for the last two months, I've just been busting my ass in the gym and it's been paying off. But you know what? I know I'm not going to get to that optimal shape till at least halfway through the year at the very least. But I'm willing to put that in, right? So like I say, you're looking at pro wrestling and you're thinking, well, you know, 
for if you're someone who when I started for example I was I think about 12 stone maybe and I got up I ballooned up to like 16 stone within that year because I was eat, literally eating 6,000 calories a day um, and it was to the point where I was actually starting to develop health problems with the amount of calories that I was eating to get up to that size and I had a huge pot belly and all that and it was just it was a foolish way to do it I don't recommend you do that and you know I had no need to be that size I just did not need to be that size and you don't need to be that size so don't worry about it don't I wouldn't try and put your body in a state where it's not meant to be. Uh, but that being said, you know, if you say to yourself, I want to put on 10 pounds of muscle, then why the hell not? You know, I want to put on 20, 30 pounds, but I'm going to do it over the course of two or three years. That is long-term thinking and long-term planning that I encourage. So what I encourage you to do is to learn as much as you can about diet and about exercise and about weightlifting. And what to do is just look up the basics, the absolute basics, because the basics is, is most of it. Everything else is just kind of a gimmick, you know? Like when people go, oh, well, I've tried this new crazy workout and blah, 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 and oh, amazing. I'll tell you the diets that have given me results, right? Uh, the intermittent fasting gave me results and keto gave me results. I wouldn't recommend that you do either one all the time. I'd, re I'd recommend that you cycle in and out. Like for me, I, I was fasting today. I didn't eat till about 4, actually no, it was about 6 p.m. I ate. So I'm kind of, you know, eating at the moment. I'll have maybe one more meal and then that'll be me after I'm done this, you know. So I'll have a short window of time to eat. Uh, and then on other days, I will have very little carbohydrates. Not none, but I'll maybe have between 50 to 100 grams, you know? So those are the two things that have worked for me. But as I said, I'm not going to be handing out loads of advice about diet and exercise and stuff like that because I'm not in the shape that I need to be in. But what I will say, folks, is just start to look up that stuff. Let's get away from wrestling to look at that stuff. Let's look at Look, look at natural bodybuilding, look at, uh, you know, learn about diet and nutrition and YouTube is the perfect resource. If you want to know anything, just just look it up. Just look it up and say, you know, basic weightlifting exercises. Again, I've told you guys, uh, I think Sean might have just posted it in the comments just now. It's the, the only clip that I'm using right now is training for mass and it's Arnold Schwarzenegger's series about learning the basics of weightlifting and diet and exercise. And yes, I know he's obviously uh, taking a different path, but um, we can still use the weightlifting and nutrition principles that I think work for me. When I'm not intermittent fasting and I'm not doing uh, low, when I'm not doing low carbs like the keto diet, what I'm doing is five small meals with 40 grams of protein a day. Simple as that. That's my main diet. And then I'll throw in a little intermittent fast here and there, a little keto day here and there. Other than that, just keep myself hydrated in the gym four or five times a week. Um, you know, walk the dog for an hour and a half, two hours a day. And that's, you know, that is working for me right now. I will tell you guys more in detail when I feel like I've got a physique that I'm, I'm happy to, to, you know, endorse, if you will. So, uh, what I will say though, is if you are, for example, 300 pounds and, you know, you're not carrying it in terms of muscle, let's say it's, it's fat, then let's look at wrestlers in the past. We've talked about look before. So, for example, if you look at, uh, 
let's take someone who like so if you look at Dolph Ziggler for example you know absolutely ripped in amazing shape if you're 300 pounds at the moment the chances are that you're probably not going to get there super quick but if you look at Mick Foley for example I don't think anyone ever felt that Mick Foley needed to be the most ripped guy in the world we've spoke about spoke about this before but when he was mankind in my opinion his look was a 10 you could create a mankind action figure and you could know exactly who it was you do not need to be ripped you do not need to be jacked for your look to be a 10 so before you start wrestling i encourage you to engage in in fitness and and healthy diets and exercise but what i would say as well is if you're 300 pounds let's think about when i go into training go into it with that mentality of if i'm a bigger guy maybe i should you know train as if i want to be a big guy or girl in pro wrestling what would you know what would my moves be maybe i'll ask the trainer you know what should i do and the trainer as i said if they're at a reputable school they should have their own opinions on these types of things about how you should be used but if you're 300 pounds you know obviously there's exceptions to the rule but dude a moonsault probably shouldn't be the first order of business you know it should be learning how to be a bigger wrestler um and that's kind of the psychology side of wrestling i'm probably what i will say is with this series i will try and depart as much knowledge as i can but i still do you'll notice i do believe in protect uh, protecting the business to a certain extent so that's kind of some more advanced stuff that i probably won't get into because that won't be relevant to you right now the the basics is what you guys need to worry about and you look at world champions in any walk of life right and they all it always comes down to one thing it's a ruthless execution of the basics so that's all you need to worry about when you get into pro wrestling when you start you don't need to necessarily be the absolute best in you know have the best physique be you know be the most athletic whatever you look at the early uh, training footage of cm punk and his trainers basically saying yeah well you know um Cole Cabana, it, Cole Cabana could do all this stuff, like you look at it, who he's training with and everyone else can do all the moves and CM Punk just doesn't look that fluid, but CM Punk went on to be, you know, one of the most successful wrestlers of all time because he had that kind of long-term goal and long-term plan and that's not to take away, you know, anything from anyone else who was in that clip because everyone that's in that clip, I think it's, I can't remember which school it is, but, um, you know, it's he's training with, like, say, Colt Cabana, Samoa Joe, Christopher Daniels, like, you know, there's some huge names in there and they've all gone on to become successful, you know, um, but my point was just about the CM Punk one is you don't need to be, you know, the most athletic person on day one, all you need to have is dedication, vision and consistency, it's never about, and this is the thing with any walk of life, it's never about the person who's the best on day one, it's, pardon me, it's about the person who's willing to put in the most time to learn and to improve and who's going to be the most passionate about it, who's going to be asking the right questions, um, and I've looked in the comments and someone says, I just want to know how to do a Canadian destroyer. It looks so sick. And it does look awesome. You know, uh, Sean's saying, I want to know how to do a Spanish fly. I just love that move so much. And sure, that like I get it. Those are those are cool moves. But again, that if you have a good trainer, that is you are not gonna go need anything like that for a long ass time. Because Again, that's when people get into wrestling, that's what their expectations are. If you go to a training school and they show you the Spanish fly or a Canadian destroyer on your first day and they ask you to do it on your first day, you should leave because it's a garbage wrestling school because what the wrestling school should be showing you is the basics. And that will be a culture shock for a lot of people to get into wrestling as well. So when you start training, what you're going to notice is that, oh, we're not really doing any moves. Like, And that's, that's a good thing.
because the moves will come later. That's the easy part. The difficult part is getting those basics down, developing those in-ring instincts, developing that psychology, developing, you know, just all these things. These are the things that really matter. The moves will come later on. Once you have an excellent foundation, then you can start building upon that and going, you know, we need some cool moves. And to be honest, I'm in that spot where I feel like, you know, I'm a very solid wrestler, but I don't actually have that many cool moves. And I should probably learn one or two cool moves, you know? So actually, I've pro- I'm probably leaning more to the other side. I probably need to branch out a bit and look at look at that side of things, you know? So that's what I want to say to people as well. This is something else to think about before you start training is let's get, you know, your expectations um, in check. Like when you go to training, if you want to do these cool moves, know that you probably shouldn't be anywhere near them for months because if you try to do anything like that early on, you're not going to have that ring awareness. You're not going to have that um, that instinct, of, of what to do so it's just it's not going to be a safe thing to do wrestling is something you know it's hesitation that causes injuries and unless you've done things and you've built up those repetitions thousands and thousands of times you know you want to work on your your rolls and your your bumps and your your drills you know these are the things that, that are important and you want to learn them from the right people as well you know you want to lock up you want to know how to put on a headlock you want to know why you're putting on a headlock you want to know why you're doing a headlock takeover you know you want to know the why as much as you you want to know what moves you're going to do the the why you're doing these moves is way more important and again it is funny because i always thought to myself oh i need more cool moves and all that but some of the workers i consider to be the best wrestlers are for example i think daniel bryan's one of the best wrestlers on the planet if you look at what he does he doesn't actually do a whole lot of moves. Yes, he does have cool moves, but they're 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 spaced out in a very logical way. He is, you know, he is as good as he is because he's said this in interviews. He says, People ask me why I'm successful, and Daniel Bryan says, the answer is again is because my basics are good. And that's true. His foundations are fantastic. And because his foundations and his basics are are fantastic then he is a fantastic wrestler who's going to have a very you know he's come back from injuries going to have a very long and successful career you know i believe current uh, ww champion so what more can you say and again if you look at what he does it is you know the basics so we do live in a time where it's you know it's the era of the gif and people are looking at gifts and going oh i want to do this and that and yes you need to have some of that cool stuff but the basics are just what's so important and i think that's one of the things one of the misconceptions about when people get into training because they look at training and they have these expectations just like i did thinking of all these cool suplexes and flying off the top rope and this flip and that flipping all these things and then the reality of training is something completely different. What you need to understand is if you get into pro wrestling, it is going to be likely the most professionally rewarding thing that you ever do, but is also at the very same time going to be professionally by far the most difficult thing that you ever do. And I think that's when I was talking about that red pill, blue pill scenario, that's kind of what I'm trying to get across to people is I'm trying to prepare you as realistically as I can for what you're about to get yourself into just it's kind of that it's 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 an amazing thing but it's such a tough thing to do and it's really not for everyone and that's okay but as we've said before you know you have to try it and you have to find out you can't go you can't go 
to the grave with that regret. There you go. So in the comments, uh, someone said someone's behind you. I don't know if it's the reappearance of the uh, the infamous spider that was on a previous episode. I can't see them, so uh, I'll I'll crack on. But I'll look at uh, some of the other, other comments. Someone was saying uh, you have to learn to crawl before you can walk, and I think that's kind of the perfect way to summarize it. Um, so I'm just uh, looking through these comments and you know I like I say thank you so much for everyone that does check out these videos it means a lot I've been getting emails basically every single day from people who say that they're enjoying the series and it's it's weird um this is kind of a podcast that I was doing on the side and this is actually becoming my most popular podcast so I just want to say thank you so much to to everyone that's listening and I, it's good to know that it's making a difference and what I do want you guys to know and when I say guys, by the way, I don't just mean like dudes. I mean, I say guys just like a collective to people, guys and girls that are, are listening. You know, it's just my kind of collective word. I need to uh, think of another word, but I just mean people really. But what I want you to know is I am on March 1st. So that's in a few days. I am starting uh, a Patreon. And it's for not only for this, but it's to incorporate all the creative things that I do outside of my wrestling matches so basically you know all the content that i do i do this podcast how to become a pro wrestler i do the joe henry show with uh, dave and jake which is going to be on tomorrow um and i also do uh, my custom entrances for my opponents uh, and as you'll you may have seen we put out a trailer this week for um our brand new web show called Free Agent, which has got some amazing cameos. We've got cameos from Will Ospreay, from Grado, BT Gunn. We've got uh, Kip Sabians in it. We've got Justin Sizem. We've got uh, Adam Pacitti. We've got Jack the Jobber. We've got, honestly, we've we've really pushed the boat out for uh, the cameos here. And um, it's basically, it's uh, you know, we got inspired by, by being the elite and we kind of, you know, we are fans of Peep Show and Extras, and we thought, you know, Peep Show times Extras times wrestling, you know, you can't go wrong there. So if you could check out the trailer, that would be amazing. Uh, but basically, so I'm doing all this content, I'm doing that, I do my two video game streams a week, uh, and I'm also... Um, We'll be uploading bloopers and stuff like that. But we're starting the Patreon because when we're doing the show, I'm doing this podcast, I'm doing the Joe Henry show and all that, um, it does add up. So we've created the Patreon and I will ask you guys to check out on March 1st. It would be really appreciated if you could do so. My neighbors are, are screaming. I'd really appreciate if they, they didn't do that. Um, but there you go. Whoa. So I don't know if you guys heard that. It was a door slam in there. Um, sounds pretty intense. Anyway, um, back to where was the Patreon. Basically, um, what we'll have is one of the tiers is actually, uh, I've got pro wrestlers in mind here. One of the tiers will allow you to submit your own topics to discuss on how to become a pro wrestler. So if you have something that you want me to cover in particular, then I will do so um, on that. If, if you're in that Patreon tier, it will link up to the Discord. And in that Discord, you can submit questions in advance. Like I know I'll kind of have a chat with you as we go. Uh, on the chat as we do but if you've if you're in that patreon tier you can submit whole topics for me to discuss and do episodes on and i will answer your questions on that and for the joe henry show as well um so please do check that out the links will be up soon uh march 1st will be announcing that so look out for it um and before i go i, do, I just I, I will take a few questions actually so if anyone does have any questions that i didn't manage to to get to uh, now's the time and like i say let's try and keep them topical so i've been talking about basically 
Um, so I've got I've been talking about you know when should you start training in terms of fitness and age as well. So uh, Simon asked Joe, with all your activities going on, do you have any future plans for any wrestling? Lol. Um, so of course I do. You know, at the end of the day, we put all this content out, but I am first and foremost a professional wrestler. It's just that I do professional wrestling at the weekends, and you know I have all this extra time, and I got inspired by Gary V and Coldholic and Inside the Road and thought, you know what, I probably have something that I could offer here. So that's why we do all this this extra content. Um, what I would ask as well, actually, is if the, the main thing I'm promoting just now is if you could uh, basically subscribe on YouTube. Uh, if someone could put up the link now, that'd be amazing. It's youtube.com forward slash Joe Henry. Uh, every sub that we get helps. And we do eventually upload these episodes. Um, but basically... If you do sign up to the Patreon, um, of course we do, um, we do, sorry, I'm just kind of trying to keep an eye, eye on the comments as well. It's, it's difficult to have two brains when it comes to that. Um, like I say, what we will be having is we do do the kind of live chat like we're doing now, but to put out in podcast and video on demand format, if you sign up to the Patreon, you will get basically immediate access to that. So you'll get that kind of three or four days earlier than it will go up on the YouTube and you'll get free agent a week earlier as well. So basically we've got a tier for $5 that just unlocks all the content like that. Um, and above that, that's kind of our interaction tiers and stuff like that. But you guys will see all the details on March 1st. Um, so someone says, you said that Pete Dunne was top was a top 1% wrestler. What does he do that sets him apart like that? Um, again, you know I said I like to kind of protect the business to a certain extent. It is, it is that sort of thing. Uh, I don't want to get too detailed here, but there's just, it is very difficult to put your finger on what it is. It's just that Pete Dunn not only knows how to, you know, entertain a crowd and, and have the best matches possible. I feel like he knows how to get the best out of his opponents. And I think that his strikes look very vicious. Is that his his offense is vicious, but he will never he he will not injure his opponents. Do you know what I mean? His opponents will be shown up to the work, up to the work, the next day. Whereas you get some people whose offense looks vicious, but they're putting everybody in the hospital. Pete Dunne's the opposite. His stuff looks amazing, but you, he is a complete professional. I genuinely think, I, I've wrestled some of the very best wrestlers in the world. I'm fortunate enough that I've wrestled Kurt Angle, I've wrestled Drew Galloway, I've wrestled uh, Del Rio, and I honestly put Pete Dunne in that group of the, the very best that I've wrestled. Those that I mentioned are really the ones, to be honest. And Pete Dunne is, is certainly in that group. Um, so like I say, it's difficult. for I can't turn around and say, you know, you shouldn't do this or you shouldn't train at this age. I'm just giving you the advice from my perspective. You're the one that's going to make that decision at the end of the day. Um, so yeah. Uh, again, so someone's asked, have you met or uh, trained with Drew Galloway, uh, aka Drew McIntyre, and what's your thoughts on his success? Um, you know, if you look back, there's several matches with myself and Drew. I feel like I learned more from him than any other wrestler, really. I think wrestling him, it really forced me to up my game, and it's something that I'm really grateful for. And I'm really grateful for the time that he spent on the Scottish and British wrestling scene. When Drew was there, it just raised everybody's game. He was the locker room leader, and for good reason. Um... And I think everybody everybody benefited from him being there. 
Uh, so I was kind of sad when, when Drew left because him being there, it just, like I say, it raised everybody's game. Me in particular. I feel like he forced me to get better. I think that Drew's a fantastic ambassador for Scottish, British, and professional wrestling in general. The guy is a, a stand-up individual, amazing at what he does, and a locker room leader and someone that is sorely missed on the British wrestling scene. But, you know, he needs to go out there and needs to fulfill his full potential, which, you know, uh, is looking very big indeed right now. So um, I haven't spoke to Drew in a long time. I'd, I'd like to catch up with him and thank him for everything that he did for my career. Uh, but again, that is somebody that had a relentless passion for this and is, is such a, a hard worker, you know. So uh, shout out to Drew. Um, also, I'm looking in the comments there. People are enjoying the uh, the free agent uh, trailer. If you haven't seen it yet, please do check it out. But again, before you go, check out youtube.com forward slash Joe Hendry. We've got these in video on, dem on demand format afterwards as well. But like I say, if you want to get them instantaneously, the way to do it is to uh, sign up to the Patreon, which will be there on March first um also if you're watching on twitch and you want to support us you've got the Streamlabs link there that is the way to do it and i'm trying to think if there's anything else yeah if you want to get a shirt hendryshop.com but we've got some cool new uh patreon exclusive shirts coming very soon indeed as well so as always um let let us know how you're getting on with your pro wrestling journey in the comments or in the discord we've got an, an, a, a discord that you can kind of keep us updated and stuff like that and um basically I, i'm in there every day speaking to the fans and pro wrestlers and stuff like that so if you want to keep up with us uh definitely check out the discord um check out the invite and come along that's where you get all the up-to-date information from uh, I have been the prestigious one. This has been episode seven of how to become a pro wrestler. And it's all about when you should start training. If you are watching on YouTube, please do subscribe, like, and leave us some comments below. I want to know how you're getting on in your pro wrestling journey. I will go back and look at the comments and, uh, you know, maybe we can give you some advice or anything like that. Just looking at the comments. Yes, we do deliver uh, worldwide at henryshop.com. So fire away on that um again yeah leave me a comment in the comment section and we'll hopefully get back to you let us know how your pro wrestling goals are going on if you've started training let us know how it is is it what you expected or is it is it is it better than you thought is it worse than you thought or is it just the greatest thing that you've that you've ever done in your life um because it certainly is professionally the greatest thing i ever did the most difficult but the greatest as well and i think we'll call it on that note i mean the prestigious one thank you for watching and we shall see you next time